Well, good morning, good afternoon. Whatever time zone you find yourself in, what weather weather conditions you find yourself in, this being a half-British podcast, the weather will no doubt enter at some point. Welcome back to the Family EV uh, podcast. Uh, I am John, and as ever, here is Joe from EV Motoring. How are you, Joe? I'm doing pretty well. You know, it's uh, 55 degrees here in the middle of February in Chicago, so I cannot complain. How about you? Wow. You can it, it, it's it's actually lower than 55 here right now uh we've, we've had a couple of this morning was cold i mean we, there's no snow this is still northern california this is still the bay area but uh, I, I i went outside this morning little glitch in the id4 i know huge surprise um if i want to preheat the car if the car's been i don't know if you found this with yours if the car was off for any period of time like you know just off it doesn't respond to the app yep. so I have to go outside, blip the remote, and come back inside and send the command to it to um, think. This morning, it was 32. It was freezing, and I'm old. And I used to have, well, I still technically have asthma. And, um, yeah, there's quite the coughing fit, which got me out of um, emptying the, the dishwasher. So, so that's a weird... So, you know, you, you have a software background. You might know more than me on this one. I've actually always wondered that now that I've owned, you know, the Volkswagen and the Polestar, which had a similar experience with the app that you, you know, you'd open the app and it's spinning and thinking you might tell it to do something and it maybe doesn't do it the first time that you have to ask it a couple more times for it to eventually, you know, preheat the cabin or whatever. And for whatever reason, the Tesla app, when you open it, it just is always, you know, 90 some percent of the time. Excellent. And I don't know what's the, you know, is there some sort of logistical difference in the communications that makes the Tesla app update a little better. I think the difference is that Tesla, ha Tesla has a low power mode, incredibly low power mode, which isn't that low. I mean, it, what is it like? Uh, have you, have you worked out the vampire drain on your car yet overnight? Uh, I haven't paid attention to what it is with uh century off, which is actually what I have at home. But, um, with Century on, it certainly certainly uh, sucks down the battery relatively quickly. <laughs> so the, the issue here is energy conservation. Volkswagen goes to sleep, as in after a period of time, it goes to sleep. Now, you can pre-program it and pre-condition it. I understand that there is some software glitches in that. Apparently, there's software glitches in the real, in the that are different in the all-wheel drive to the rear-wheel drive, um, according to my dealer friend. Um, but, yeah, the car goes to sleep. Now, the Audi, the e-trop, interestingly enough, you can talk to the Audi, you can check the battery, you can change the battery numbers, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100%. You can tell it to charge, not charge. However, if you do it, a certain number of times it will tell you it will send you a message saying that you will uh, at some point uh hurt the 12 volt battery hmm. because it's because the car is essentially running on the 12 volt battery while you're doing this so i think tesla has a better setup in terms of the inverter between the the connection the dc to D, ac to dc sorry, the dc to dc conversion between the 12 volt and the and the big ass battery um, so I actually have a story about but that's that. why <laughs> a quick tangent. I, I managed to run out with my Tesla. Uh, I was a mile from a supercharger. And so I limped it into a parking lot car completely shut down in that parking lot. Next day, I know I didn't tell you about this. This was only a few days ago. Figured this would be a perfect time to talk about it. 
Uh, so then, so I left the car and went back the next day. Uh, you know, my dad came with, we had, took his minivan and uh, hooked up the Tesla, towed it around, you know, a bunch of circles in the parking lot, which gave it after about a mile of driving in circles, we got three to three miles of range on this, on the computer, allegedly. And I was able to limp down the road to the supercharger. But interestingly, I had to pop open the tow hook, you know, jump, jump that to get the hood to open to then get to the 12 volt, which is a lithium battery. And I had to put jumper cables on that, which I did not want to do because you're never really supposed to jumpstart lithium, but, um, or not with the, you know, jumpstart that I own. And that's what allowed me to unlock the car with the credit card, but the car would not respond to the credit card until I did that process. So it went into some sort of really deep sleep because there's no way I, I, I do not think the 12 volt was dead. I think it just went into some sort of preservation mode, shutting down. And that was the way to essentially wake it back up. There is a there is a right way to um, if you're running low on battery, you're meant to do something to the Tesla. And I can't. There's a YouTube video on it. I've seen it a couple and a few different people have done it. Yeah, if you're running out of juice, like crit critically low on juice, you're meant to do something to your car in advance so that you can still get in on it. Uh, I just want to apologize to our listener um, if uh, if you're looking, especially if you're the video listener. And you keep seeing me looking away. It's because I started a new job yesterday. Um, and I can't tell you who it's for. Um, it's a contract thing I'm doing. And um, I have a requirement to be online and it's monitored. I'm going to be honest with you. This is the first time this has happened to me in my, my entire career. But they're giving me enough money where I can pretend to so, get it. So in the next video, there'll be a robotic arm moving a mouse in circles, right? <laughs> um... So, you know what, Joe? You're a good man because you reminded me that um, earlier on today I got my, I had to get my Apple Maps to work with this non Apple device. And so we'll just, um, we'll, I'll just have this down here and just be gently doing things. <laughs> um, it is a ridiculous world. Uh, uh, how did we get into this? I had a running order, my friend, and we've just blown it apart. How did we, I don't even know how we got to this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here's the running order for today. We're going to talk about the news. We're going to talk about, uh, Joe has been to the Chicago, um, uh, auto show. Um, uh, we'll start off with, um, well, actually, you know what? They're going to bring these all things together. So I'm going to kind of make it a hodgepodge. What else would you expect? So in the news, and I don't think it was linked to a press release, but it's just kind of interesting because we've touched on it before. The current administration of the U.S. government has asked Tesla to expand uh, access to non-Tesla EVs to the supercharger network. This in the same week when there was a report out that said that the U.S., you know, the reliability of U.S. infrastructure as pertains to non-Tesla superchargers is a bit crooky, uh, for want of a phrase. And I would agree with that. Um, Joe, now that you've left the CCS world, um, remember the pain that we have to go through. And so this is what has happened to me. And this is the ups and downs of the past, um, what day is today? Today's Tuesday, right? Valentine's Day. <laughs> uh, I love you too, sweetheart. I love you too. Um, uh, 
so on Saturday, um, quick heart story. Uh, the little puppy that you saw last week sadly didn't make it. Um, we did everything we could for him, and it's horrible. It was heart wrenching because we were just starting to see his personality come out, and he was an absolute love, but uh, unfortunately, he didn't make it. And so on Saturday, what started off as uh, going to the farmer's market and then taking him to the vet um, then turned into a driving to pick up a dog in Kettleman. And that's not an issue in the Audi. Um, but unfortunately, because of, the, because of the rain we've had, a key road between... I don't know, Soledad, I guess. I gotta find a map. I just realized I'm using uh cause I can't use that mouse because it's connected to a laptop that I'm pretending to use. Um and I can't use the keyboard either because that's connected to it as well. This is hilarious. I've got more screens right now than uh is 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 normal or, or normally needed. Uh let me go to one oh one. Salinas Pinnacles. So Bitter water, that's Highway 25. Oh, 198. So 198 between um, Peachtree Ranch and Kalinga was shut because of flooding, <clears throat> which meant I needed an extra 45 miles of juice in the e-tron. Uh, now, here's the thing, Joe. My wife still doesn't understand how quickly her car charges. Like, has no idea. So we pulled into, um, let me go, let me go into the, uh, let me do this. Cause this will be, you know, I want to make sure I use the data as opposed to how my wife feels, which is two completely, um, different. You remember how your wife feels, Joe, remember when you were married, remember the happiness, the difference between reality and how they feel, Joe, remember, do you miss that feeling, Joe? Here we are on Valentine's day. Is that, is that a. Is that a feeling that I, I, you I'm miss? looking forward to a vacation next week of me, myself, and I. <laughs> Joe's, Joe's, Joe's being diplomatic. So we um, we didn't start because we were just doing errands and going down to the vets and weren't doing anything else. Um, we didn't need a, a, a full charge. 80% would be more than fine to go down to. It's like on the south side of Santa. It's like halfway it's past Santa Cruz. It's near Salinas. But now we have to go to Kettleman. And um, and it's raining. Wow! It was we had some real swell. It was raining hard enough to wash out a road, so that kind of tells you how much rain there was. I said to my wife, I "said We need to charge for ten minutes um, in uh, um, in in in. Uh, we need no. We need to charge for about about fifteen minutes." And we did. Um, we charged for 17 minutes, I think it's going to tell me. Yeah, 17 minutes. Get this, Joe. 17 minutes went from 25 to 73%. That's nuts on this car. It was pushing weights, kept 140, and it was tapping out at like 150, 154, 155. And 41 and a half kilowatts. And my wife is like, she was fine with this charge. This one she understood we needed. And this would get us into Kettleman with about 10%. 
And then as soon as we leave, Way says, no, you've got to go south to Paso. And we're like, fuck. Now, what was awesome is, um, and I've never had any problems charging at Soledad, but they have just, and these were relatively new because they've been installed. They were only installed. They were installed just when I did that first, my first um, range test of the ID4, which was actually after I'd driven it all the way to New York and back. Um, so they've only been in the ground for 18 months. They just pulled them out and put in the brand new units, the, the brand new Electrify America. I got to say, I'm a huge fan of um, uh, of the charging, of the cable. It's longer and lighter. But I know that's not something everybody <laughs> likes. But I saw your short that you posted about that. So they still have the Chatamo unit there. Is that, so what's the amount of coverage? Like, so in California, I know there's a different rule, like the Chatamo units still have to be kept up for a certain amount of time. Yep. Yeah. So that wasn't that site. I didn't do a video at Sol. I I don't think I did a video at Sol because it was pissing down. I was in the car, but I got to pass a Robles, which I've done multiple videos. So we were heading south. And I'm just cutting it, and the rain and the wind, it was just bad, and I'm, like, cutting it too close for comfort. And there is nothing between Shandon and, and Kettleman. I mean, you're in the middle of California country. You're, in, you're right in the in the hills and the valleys between the coast and the Central Valley. So I said to my wife, I said, I'll run in. We'll, we'll stop at Paso. I'm going to do a pit stop at Paso. You have to understand, Joe, the very words pit stop at Paso fill me with dread because that site has been a cluster. I mean, it's 75% cluster. Even if it's working, it's been in restricted mode, you know, 34 kilowatt cap out, one thing and another, multiple reboots, multiple restarts. I did a, a comedy gig. I, I had uh, I featured a headline down there, but I don't know, beginning, early in the year. And the whole trip was the whole thing was based on me driving down there and char- you know getting down there early and charging up because so that I could leave and get home once I'd done the gig. I didn't want to be finishing a gig at eleven o'clock at night, then charging for an hour on a cold battery, and then driving. You know, it was a pain in the ass. And and I shot a video about it at the time. Well, they have replaced the three, I'm going to call them the core chargers. So the one, the straight regular CCS 150 and, uh, and it, and it was working. Oh my God. I mean, I, I'm like, wow, what a difference. The other one that, yeah, you're right. They hadn't changed it. And it's still one of the older, nah, I think this is an A. Yeah. It's an ABB. It's not a signet. Um, so I'm not sure what it is, but it's not a signet unit. Um, and uh and you know that was so we, we charged up there and and again this was i said to my wife it's like my wife didn't believe me so she got out of the car and walked with the kid up to this little food market you know like um fancy food market i'm not talking 7-eleven here i mean gourmet cookies gourmet coffee pizzas amazing place and i i, I, should, I need to I, i've got an excuse to go back down there um i plugged in for six minutes and 26 seconds <laughs> and it went from 32 to 51 
delivering 15 and a half kilowatts. My wife didn't realize when I said, we'll only be here five minutes. I meant we'll only be here five minutes. And then we drove up to Kettleman. Now, Joe, we talked about Kettleman in the past and, you know, I hoped that EA would do an announcement when they were going to open it and maybe include us on it. And if you've been watching, oh, what are the boys from San Francisco called that rent out the Teslas? The Kilowatt uh, Brothers? Or? Oh, uh, yeah, Kilowatts, yeah. The Kilowatts, yeah. right? They got in trouble recently for hacking the screen. Oh, yeah. What a, they, what a, do you know what ever happened with that? I mean, I saw him put the Tesla homepage as the screen <laughs> yeah what had happened is somebody had because they were these have got a windows ce terminal in them and somebody had left open the team viewer session they just used team viewer to remote into these things and somebody had left the team viewer session running but not connected and so he just because it's a touch screen he just opened the browser and put te- which is not hacking <laughs> trust me i know how to hack that's <laughs> uh yeah. yeah it's amusing um it, it's it, it it that was just um shitposting essentially anyway the whole of kettleman according to the app was down and so here's the public service piece i'm just seeing if it's if it's on right now actually give me two seconds Sananella. uh No, that's Harris so, Ranch. Which was, so, you know, I don't need on. to jinx myself since I don't have CCS trips planned for the next year. But uh, I had not had issues uh, getting somewhere on CCS. There's always I've always been able to at least get lucky enough that there's at least one handle of one plug running. I I was this this we'll get to there this morning. We'll we'll get to this morning in a few seconds. So right now, you see this. So this is Kettleman, which you will see says is unavailable. How many charges is that? I All couldn't, charges, couldn't see on the screen. Ten charges. This is Kettleman is crucial. It's crucial. So it's it's fifty miles. So it is a hundred miles between Harris Ranch and Lost Hills. Okay, and Kettleman right in the middle. Kettleman is where there are two superchargers. There's the OG down by. Uh, sorry, up, um, they took over an old diner and they turned the parking lot into, and this is the one that had a, um, you know, a Tesla lounge. It was the first Tesla lounge location. And then, because it's the I-5, and this is just, you know, it's Tesla world, they're building another 100 down by the in and out in, in, in old empty land. Um, <clears throat> and it's one of the original 250 feature sites. Like, all, the, it was one of the first all V3, you know, V3 from the ground up infrastructure. And and Kettleman is just so important because it's between, you know, you only have four charges in Lost Hills and four charges in Harris Ranch. So even if you got there, I mean, we've been to Harris Ranch twice now and it we've had to wait, you know, and, it's, and this was wait last year before we had the big uptake in, in ID, in, in, uh, in, you know, in CCS um, sales. But the um, if you go to PlugShare, what was interesting, and here's the public service announcement, just going into Kettleman right now. If you go into PlugShare, um, and look at the check-ins, 
you'll actually see positive check-ins. And this is why it's so important that you, um, so no one's checked in today, but yesterday at 10.10, somebody at 10 a.m., somebody checked in in a Mustang, Haitian. Um, I, um, I said the app says it's out commission, but you can use NFC, but you had to use NFC. You couldn't, if you tried, you couldn't log in from the app. You had to use NFC. You also had, couldn't use a car, a credit card. Um, it just said cash only. It actually says on the credit card reader, cash only. <laughs> what the fuck? That, you tried swiping so, a $10 bill? Those are the situations where, you know, if, if, uh, they need to just open those chargers up. They can't make people be stranded because not everyone has the NFC set up and not every charger has the NFC working. <laughs> oh my God. That is the, it isn't that the truth. So this, you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is what was so just mind blowing for me, because I moved to an Apple iPhone um, last end of last year is, you know, I just did my demo click and select next flight and do it. And, and it was so amazing that I could start charging with NFC at those two, at, at, at Soledad and Paso. It was like, like, oh my God, look, the system works. Because network connectivity can be really shitty out there in the middle of, in the, in, in the middle of Central Cal, you know, in the Central Valley. Um, it's not a high density population area. And, and so, you know, I've I've had no I've had no data on my cell phone for a day and a half. There's, around here, there's some issue with T-Mobile, um, but um, but of all those ten chargers, which one was not working? The Chatamo, the Chatamo Connect, the, the, that one Chatamo, all on its own. And of course, we my, we 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 were charging there for about twenty five minutes. I actually filled the battery while we picked up this dog, and. I was, and as I did it, as we're talking, um, we're getting ready to leave. A, a Nissan Leaf turns up. And I'm like, well, they must be coming. You know, we're 50 miles in either direction. And uh, and I, and the guy comes in, you know, he pops his thing. I said, sorry, man, this one's actually dead, dead. It's actually got the big red, you know, not working signs. Thankfully, Cal, there is a Caltrans maintenance station about a mi- about half a mile down the street with a Chatamo connector on it. But you've got to say, what's Nissan's strategy? The Aria. <laughs> I know that the area, the area's got CCS. But are, they, are you telling me that no point are they going to offer a CCS upgrade for all these Leafs? Every single one of them is just going to be turned into a bloody shopping trolley. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, that that's kind of, uh, you know, you mentioned know about before all the CCS sales picked up that's kind of one of the biggest factors that pushed me into this car at least for now and I'm sure I'll be back to CCS you know someday um, but in the like 15,000 miles of road trips I did in the ID4 I think once I ever showed up to a charger that was full and you know there'd be many times there's like maybe six stalls or four stalls and two of them are broken and I'd be there by myself anyway so it wasn't ever a problem then when I picked up the Polestar and drove from uh Denver to San Diego, especially in San Diego, there was a lot of full chargers. Some would be broken, and then there's really a backup. And uh, and then when I did my trip to Disney, which I haven't uploaded yet, but that was in December, multiple times arriving at chargers that are full. And part of the problem is because of broken chargers, you know, 
creating a backup that wouldn't be there if all the charges were working. And and this is where the difference is, is kind of kind of shines and you know it's kind of that breaking point of more and more cars are being sold with this complimentary charging. So there's only going to be more and more people trying to take advantage of the free charging. And when Tesla ran into that in the problem back in the day of having full chargers, they just added more stalls. Or they'd even bring out those uh, portable chargers on the back of a semi that, you know, uh, they can quick drop off a few extra stalls if they need to in the short term. And we need to see uh, Electrify America be adding more, you know, stalls to locations to accommodate that. I know for me, the two closest chargers around my house are notoriously broken and notoriously lines. And, uh, and actually, Tom Malaga just did a video about this recently of he runs into that, all the chargers full around his house. And if he goes to leave his house uh, to a charger that says it's not full, it'll be full by the time he gets there, you know? And so um, it, it's there certainly is room for more stalls being installed and reliability improving as always. And it's going to really fall on the shoulders of EVgo and, and uh, Electrify America to pick up the slack on this. Um, we're going to do this podcast in two parts today because something's just come out, uh, which I have to deal with. Um, but join us for part two of this podcast uh, after this message. We, we don't have a sponsor. So, so it's just us again. It's there's, nothing changed. Um, unfortunately, I had a, a critical thing come up in the background. So we had to jump. We were talking about uh, about the, the, the charging infrastructure. I talked about Kettleman. <clears throat> and and uh, yeah, you, you're going to have your own choices soon. But it, it, it's um, oh, that's where we were, Joe. So um, I'm heading to San Diego in in a week or so's time, the weekend of the 25th, just in case anyone's going to rob my house. The dogs are going to be here. The dogs are here. Take them. I don't. I, just do me. Take them. There's no valuables here. Hasn't been for years. Um, so I'm going to take the um, the e-tron down because uh, that's what the wife wants me to do. And it's interesting, Joe, because um, and I might actually do a, a private a video on my channel just about charging times and capacity and what it means in real life, because um, I'm going to do a trip to LA the week after that. I'm doing a stupid thing. I've been invited to do a show in um, my <clears throat> uh, roast battle show in, um, in LA. And it's, it's, you know, there's some prestige to this. But the only way I can make it work as a married man, a dad, and somebody who works for a living, and yada yada yada, is to shoot down on Friday while working. So I'm bringing a young, an up and coming comic with me, also known as a bitch. <laughs> I'm like, I need you to give my guy a guest spot. And they're like, well, why does he need a guest spot? Because I am too old to drive back the same day, <laughs> and I've got work to do. So I'm going to have him do the driving while I while I do some work on the way down, and then. Um, <clears throat> And then we're going to come back at like, you know, we'll leave LA at one in the morning and, you know, get home at I don't know, six, seven o'clock in the morning. Yay. Stupid. It's a young man's game. But it's interesting, Joe. You look at the, 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 the ID4 versus the e-tron, right? So at 17, you know, the rain, real world test is 200 miles on the e-tron, 70 miles an hour. And on the ID4, it's 234. It's not that big of a deal. But 
the distance between charges makes a huge difference. And the e-tron is a three-charge situation, whereas the ID4 is only a two-charge situation. And that's two charges because I need to arrive at the venue with 70% battery so that we can make a good start back. So it's basically driving as far as you can, charging to 80%, and then um, and then hauling ass. What's ridiculous about that, Joe, is, you know, normally you and I would be happy to just charge to 50%. But I can't do that because of the reliability of the network I'm using. And and what's annoying is, I was on PlugShare the other day, is that there still isn't a huge amount. Let me just do, I'm not going to do a screen share, but let me, it's of 100 kilowatt plus. It's, it's uh, pretty similar to oh. what I went through going from my ID4 to the Polestar. Polestar is a little less efficient, but charges at that little higher speed. And so it ends up coming out uh, that I think the Polestar was the faster vehicle to trip despite the inefficiencies. But I certainly also see know what you're saying is, uh, you know, when I leave from here in Chicagoland heading west on I-80, the Polestar cannot make it all the way to Williamsburg, Iowa, or even the Iowa 80 truck stop. I have to stop somewhere, whereas the ID4 could. And that's what's so annoying, Joe. Right now, you can't see this. I'm not doing my screen share right now, but I'm, I'm, I've gone into plug share. But I've got CCS up, okay? So the, just, just CCS. And I go to um, 120 kilowatts minimum. Tell you what, I'll make it 70 because that gets rid of all the charge. That still gets rid of all those ch charge points, 62 and a half. Okay. And there are, you know, once you remove Electrify America from the equation, there is, well, I even I know there's one charger, ironically, at Kettleman. Of all the places, Kettleman has an EV range. I don't know if you're familiar with them. I'm not. You find them in hotel car parks. They're, weird. They're space strange. It's $5 plus 50 cents a kilowatt. And <clears throat> um, they're, they're dotted around. They're dotted around. You then get the um, free wire ones, you know, the independent unit, three phase with a battery, 120 kilowatt battery in, inside them. So they can handle, you know, they're for low volume. But there is. With, if EA is out, then there is no 100 kilowatt um, charging available um, between, you know, on, 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 on I-5 between uh, Los Banos and, um, and L.A. You, you, you get some little, you know, there's an EV go at Valencia, which says, oh, and they actually, you know what they might be. It says 100 to 350. And looking at them, they they are actually big enough. There's an e-tron was pulling eighty four, but it's just um, you dent right now. I dent charge to fifty, you know, rip and run to fifty percent on that corridor uh, because a site could be out of commission. It might not have connectivity. I might I might get a working handle, but so this morning I dropped the kiddo off at school and. Um, we're having uh, we've been having power cuts recently because of the windstorms coming through. We've been running the power's been a bit out, 
then so I'm charging the um, uh, the e-tron has to go up to 100%. We've got to take it up to the city and, and, and beyond later on. So I took my car, which was a 20%, to Alum Rock, which is where I usually shoot all those um, green glow videos. Four sites, four, sorry, four, um, you know, four chargers down there. Only one of them was working. And that was, and, and that, there was a, um, an Ionic 5 plugged in at 31% pulling 84 kilowatts. So that is, uh, that's not a cold battery. That's, that's, that's a, a, a you know, shorted unit. It, it's just frustrating. I, I tell you, my hope is we've, we've seen that, you know, the app developments, I, I'm not saying it cause it'll be great content, but if they really are, if Tesla's going to make that magic dock happen and have the, uh, you know, CCS available at Hawthorne, I could really use that. <laughs> my, my hope is uh, that Tesla doesn't put that handle on all of their units that they kind of try to, you know, keep it to a few just to at least try to keep a little bit of exclusivity for the people to reward the people that do buy Tesla's that there'll be more plugs for them than plugs that anyone can show up and use. But I, I don't know. We'll definitely see on that. I mean, for reliability that I've run into in the past, I've been to uh, my first ever trip I did, Fort Morgan, U, um, Fort Morgan, Colorado. One charger was working, and thankfully no one was there when I went through. Uh, when I was, oh the one the Walmart yeah that's um, yeah, in the middle of nowhere yeah, there is nothing, nothing. <laughs> there there then there's the um, Green River was everything was running yeah. but it was all at like thirty kilowatts except one unit was delivering about a hundred and then of course there was the the well documented one was Grand Junction no one even wants to go there and, to begin with because it's so far off the highway and one handle of one unit was working. Grand Junction is that's the Walmart as well, right? Uh, you have to kind of drive it's like yeah, six miles off the highway or something ridiculous. Um, the one in between Glenwood you know, Springs like, and Green River, and you, you, there's no way you can have, if the wind's the wrong direction, you're not getting to Green River without going to Grand Junction. Well, you know what's amusing, my friend, since we both did that trip. So yeah, Fort Morgan is still there. I'm I'm looking at it right now and. Looking at the pictures, oh my God, Joe, go and look at the pictures when you get a second for Fort Morgan, because somebody is true. It says there's a is the second picture. First of all, it tells us that they're still. Uh, this was August fifteenth of twenty twenty. Someone has a um, a lightning. I think it's a lightning, not a rivian. You can't see the back because they're towing an airstream. A Frigging full on airstream. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, in fact, also, yeah. So, and and uh, in, in uh, or a few days, in fact, a few days earlier, uh, with some guy in a blue ID4, <laughs> um, with JK, JK EV, uh, on, on his thing, some friggin' loser trying to advertise his <laughs> YouTube channel, I guess. Uh, yeah, keep key, key picture um, placement there. <laughs> but there is now a 260 kilowatt charge points. That's a weird number. Um, 
Um, in Sterling, in a local energy company, Sterling oh. Electric Colorado System. So they had had that used to be a fifty kilowatt unit, like a very yeah. old charge point that had poor reliability. So it looks like that energy company is definitely uh, upgraded to a better unit. Which, which works because, you know, if the wind's blowing the wrong way, especially in winter, if you have a vehicle like, well, I don't know, like the, the Mini. I think the Mini would struggle to get from Ogala to Fort Morgan without. Excuse me. Ogallala. Ogallala. Could you pronounce the weird names correctly? It's important. That's where my wife's family from. So just get Ogallala it right. and Winnemucca. <laughs> um, I had my thing set to 200. It's. Um, yeah. Oh, and that, well, there is now a 50. There's now, hold on. That looks like a free wire. Oh, it is Joe. There is a free wire in Jules in jo, in Julberg now. What's the, Where's that? Um, my filters are all because is... I have everything, including to uh, yeah. superchargers turned oh, yeah. on. So, Julesburg is between, um, oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's literally where eighty and seventy meet. It, it, Julesburg is literally like the corner of Colorado, Nebraska, and um, I don't know whatever the hell else there is around there. Um, yeah, so it looks like uh, you know some other companies took advantage of understanding that that was a a big stretch. Well, it's not a company. It's a it's a free it's it's a it's a free wire. So I mean that's you know it's got one hundred sixty kilowatt. So somebody's put the thing in, it's, wow. The notes are fantastic. Um, the unit contains local battery storage. Possibly it's a 160 model. Once depleted, charge speeds will drop to 24 kilowatts. Reported. Wow. Yeah, so it's on three phase. That's that's definitely the um, the, the situation. And you look at the, some of the check-ins, it's had 120 it's been operational. Oh, someone says it stopped every five minutes. Something tells me that's when it runs out of, out of juice. So 120 kilowatts, 20, so it's basically five hours, five, six, eight hours to charge that bad boy up to full. Although, let's be honest, the only thing bigger than 100 kilowatts, real 100 kilowatts, is the Hummer. Uh, I don't think even the EQS runs more than right. Like 110. You could have a Lightning or a Rivian show up dead, and they would they would deplete it if they charged full. But you wouldn't because why would you? You know. But I'm looking at the um, there's some names in here that you and I would recognize. The people that comment all the time. Um, it's. Uh, the charger was snowed in. <laughs> that is that is on brand for that. Place. You know that's a that's a thing that's actually a pretty common issue with uh, superchargers is if they're installed uh, perpendicular to the parking lot, snowplows tend to push up against them. So some a lot of western installations like Wyoming, Colorado, they put them per, uh, you know parallel with the parking lot. So when a snowplow pushes up against them. It can't damage the charger. But around here, a lot That's of my funny. chargers are leaning lazily backwards. So they've got to lean on them. Oh, that is amusing. That is that is amusing. Um, 
You know, we should just call this the bitching about charging channel. We really should change the the, the name so that it more reflects. What is, what's also interesting, I'm just looking at it right now, is the is a I'm just oh big problems. The the uh, uh, as of as of last week, that 22 kilowatt, 24 kilowatt charge point in Cheyenne has been out of order. So oh, the. Uh... The Harley one, and the, yeah. yeah, and the other one's not open, and the the, the Electro American one in the uh, Target's not open yet. Um, I tell you, Joe, this is going to be. I think you know what I'm going to call it now, Joe. I'm going to call it now. The uh, the family EV podcast rodeo. I'm going to call it the rodeo get together for 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 all our fans, both of them, uh, will take place. At the Electrify America in Rock Springs, Wyoming, in the summer, assuming it opens, we will that because that really is going to be the uh, the kind of golden spike moment for the the network. I mean, we already had one, which was obviously Green River. That was what actually allowed you know brought the the close the network yep, up. Green River, and then what's the one in Northern Arizona? Uh, Kingman, Kingman, Arizona. Kingman. But Rock Springs is now the, uh, you know, the 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 the, the whole um, in in the network, and it would be quite a, if if Vernal's up and running. I imagine it would be an amazing drive from Rock Springs down to Vernal uh, to where that guy that we met with the with the the um, with the bolt. And that, that's from. the drive that uh, I did when I had gone to Jackson in the ID four. Oh, you went through Dinosaur and then headed yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, and you charged in Rock Springs. Yeah. I yeah, used the, the destination chargers at that, uh, I don't know if it was a Best Western or what the hotel that was. They, they were very it is nice. Best Western. Very nice. The one that woke me up at, uh, the one where I got in at two o'clock in the morning and somebody banged on the door at eight o'clock in the morning to see if I was getting, if I was leaving that day. I was like, I was actually, you know, I've never needed sleep more than ever. Um... You know, it's crazy just to look at all the chargers. Unfortunately, my plug share has just taken a header. Let's see if I zoom out and zoom back. Oh, there we go. That's done it. The the amount of chargers that have grown uh, between Salt Lake City and Jackson coming up. Uh, I'm just saying Jackson. I'm saying the whole of Yellowstone, really. Um, the The number of chargers that have been deployed out there it's quite, you know, Rocky Mountain Power put out a few. It's uh, it's it's interesting. It's quite. I love the fact one of them's in a place called Battery Park. Um, that that, uh, is, that uh, actually that town you might see uh, Pocatello. That was the, one of the worst uh, charging experiences I ever had. That was every EA station. Uh, three were down. There's four there. Three were down. One charging at 34 kilowatts, and I had not yeah. enough battery to go anywhere. So I was there for a couple hours waiting for people in line for people to go. <laughs> What's um, the, the, I mean, by the way, people, this is why Joe and I had this crazy plan of doing 50 highway 50 from uh, Reno to Salt Lake uh, in an ID four uh, back last summer. And um, we weren't going to do it in our own cars. We were only going to do it in one car together because 
the idea of him to wait for the other person. You know, 50 is not 50, it's 45. And the, the deep charge that would be required. I mean, you know, there is something nuts. Which, which brings me to my point, Joe. There was a point to all this. So we charged up to 99% in Kettleman. And we're heading home. And that wind that we had on the way down is wind we still have. And we're doing 75. And so I did the mental math, which to you and I and to Kyle and anybody else that's been doing this for a long time does, where you work out what speed you should do to either get there and come in at 1% and be done, or how much faster can you drive so you hit that charger and only need a microcharge to make it. And we were right on the cusp. It was 192 miles, 199 miles of range on the car and 192 miles to the house. And I don't think you've been to the house, but we live up a hill. So the last bit's actually a little bit harder than the, than the rest of it. I don't mean like up a hill. I mean up a hill. You know, I live in the mountains. I, I don't have neighbors. We have dogs. And, uh, and I did the maths and I was like, well, the way that her car charges it would literally be a five minute charge. If that <laughs> she was pissed, she was pissed. The fact that the car couldn't drive 200, exactly 200 miles. She was annoyed and we, we had quite an argument about it. And, and I'm like, but it's time it's quicker. We beat. So the, the, I, we beat the Audi route planner. The Audi route planner said to said to stop at, I don't know, wherever. Pinot Shell or Las Banos and charged for 20 minutes. I, I drove at 75, consistent 75. And pulled into Gilroy at 5% and charged to 15% in six minutes while talking to a lucid test driver. But again, what was really annoying is there's 10 charges at Gilroy and they're the older units. They're the older ABBs. I think they're ABBs. And one, two, three, four of them weren't working on a Sunday night. It's just it's just uh, unacceptable. And yet there's all there's two Tesla supercharger locations within a mile of there. I don't know. What do you think? Joe, here's the question, my friend, for you, Mr. Tesla driver. Clearly, Elon wants to get his hands on some of that federal infrastructure money, $7.5 billion available. Clearly, Elon wants to use some of that money to exp expand the superchargers and also commercialize it because, I mean, you know, whether we like it or not, Tesla's in the energy business now, you know, between the mega packs. You know, they might be their own customer, but, uh, you know, he's no cost of sale. You sign up for the app, you pay for the juice. I don't think Tesla, even with, you know, Tesla's done more work than anybody else to eliminate those time of use charges, you know, peak demand ch time charges through the use of energy management and packs. I don't think the federal government's going to say, uh, they're going to want some kind of equality. They're not going to say, you know, how, and how are you going to prioritize? How are you going to stop Tesla people using those charges? 
you know, you, how are you going to, does this mean that we need to move to a reservation system for chargers? I guess, what, what do you mean? What would stop Tesla people from using what chargers? If a Tesla, per, so you're saying you don't want, so, you know, you don't, there's 12 superchargers, oh. there's, there's 12 chargers. Right. You don't want them to all have a CCS adapter built into them. Uh, Cause that's not fair. So what's fair and how do you make sure that the Tesla people prioritize the use of Tesla only? Well, uh, yeah, no, honestly, that's really the same scenario as uh, how often do we go to an EA station and, you know, uh, four, four chargers are open, but somebody somebody's using the CCS plug of the Chatamo unit, you know? That's kind of just, or how often is there an ID4 that's on a 350 unit, even though right next to it's a 150 unit that might be working fine. That's that's unfortunately just the uh, the lack of education. No different than when we saw the the Tesla guy park at the EA station. I mean, and actually, not even to get you on that one, when I was driving from Vegas to San Diego in the Polestar, when I got to Baker, there was a Tesla that came over to me asking questions um, because, you know, I think it was a rental and there was something wrong with the supercharger account on it. I don't know. He was at the supercharger wasn't working when he was plugging it in. So there's something on the account side. Right. So he was trying to say, well, how can I use these chargers? Well, you know, no one has educated him that he can't use the EA chargers without an adapter. So it's just kind of there's just really a big lack of education in general across EVs. And, that, and that's kind of just the problem with, uh, you know, Tesla just lets you check a box on your app and literally leave with a car without any tutorial and you know chevy or any other brand is quick to sell you a car without having you sit through an educational class on how to use that car you know yeah no it's it's um these are interesting times look we've talked a huge amount for we're probably already up to nearly an hour already joe this week you went to the chicago auto show i did i did and you you put a video, I think you have put a video up, right? Yep. Yeah, it's unfortunate well, to the demise of shows in general. Because, I mean, I, I've been going to the auto show for, you know, a decade. <laughs> and it used to be BMW, Mercedes, Audi, Porsche, you know, all the luxury brands were there. All the mainstream brands were there, right? And uh, how, how, fall, how far it's fallen from there. You know, you still get, I mean, even Cadillac. The only Cadillac at the auto show was the Lyric. There was no, there was no X Escalade, XT6, any other, you know, CTS or whatever they call them now. Um, you know, those are all missing. There's a bunch of, of all, there was a lot of Ford, Stellantis, G, General Motors. Uh, but even for uh, GMC, they had a Hummer there. They didn't have a Hummer SUV. They didn't have a GMC Sierra EV. You know, these are supposed to be the future vehicles and they weren't, they were not there. So. It's uh, been rough seeing that a lot of brands are not prioritizing the auto show like they used to. The other thing I noticed this year that was different that I didn't like was when I was walking in, in uh, Chevy, you know, it used to be like there'd be a trailblazer and right next to the trailblazer would be the bolt, right? Because you'd say, okay, you want something subcompact? Here's your two choices, the electric one and the non-electric one. Now it was like all the electric vehicles were thrown off in a corner on a tile floor and the car, and it was the different, then you'd walk onto some nice carpet and that's where the Corvette and the Trailblazer and all the ICE vehicles were. So they kind of took a different method of literally separating the electrics and pushing them off to the side from the rest of uh, Chevy's vehicles. 
and you see that if you watch the if you watch the walk around, I kind of point that out how um, you know it's not really the it's not really the highlight that it was of years ago. I mean, even when you go to GMC, they have the Hummer on the back wall, right, and then like the Buick Wildcat off in the corner, but the Sierra towing a boat right up in front. <laughs> you know, like the gas Sierra or diesel Sierra. So they've kind of pivoted on um, you know what they're prioritizing, and and I think it was recent news. Uh, GM uh, GM just spent. Uh, millions of dollars to develop a new V8 engine. You know, they're kind of taking a pause. And, and we talked about a couple of weeks ago that they're pulled the plug on their fourth battery plant. Well, no, potentially. <laughs> no, no, we, we'll, we'll come back to that in a minute because okay. uh, they are going to build that plant, but they're going to build it somewhere different. And we will come back to that in a minute because that touches my favorite thing, which is the stupidity of Republican politics what, but anyway what, one thing actually off of speaking of battery plants that, that i i have you might know so i kind of want to ask the question so i have the lfp battery right known to be a little bit uh lower on power and range so tesla to stuff a couple extra kilowatt hours into the car to get you know to get what i gotta get to get my range out of it but they claim that lfps are supposed to charge faster than the uh nickel cobalt manganese but I, there's mm -hmm. no, there was at least with this Model Three, there's no charging speed increase versus what was in the past. Is that just Tesla no, restricting it? Do you think? Because they're they're holding it to 170. Um, well, there's two issues. So the chemistry can charge faster. However, the amount of battery is the limiting factor, and heat dissipation. So, you know, smaller battery heats up quicker and, 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 you know, you can only cool it so much. It's a solid brick. Um, yeah, it, it's, it, it, the, the, the size of the battery is the, is the limiting factor on, on, on charging, but also, and, and somewhat, and I saw it on someone else's video, it wasn't Malone, it was somebody else's where they showed the charging curve for the, um, regular, <laughs> You know, dual motor, dual motor, bigger Tesla battery versus the standard range. And the curve is exactly the same. Right. The only thing that's different is the peak charging amount, but the actual shape of the curve is the same. Uh, Tesla does. Um, and that's actually the same reason why I have a 7.6 kilowatt onboard AC charger versus 11. Whatever six kilowatt onboard charger, so Tesla can just have the same numbers. You plug in, and you're going to be the same time to full with whichever one you use. Oh, I didn't. I never thought of it as that. Yeah, that's interesting. Because they don't want to undercut. That's, that's why the that's why the long range rear wheel drive went away because they realized that's what people want. <laughs> so they don't. They... Well, and that was the one. I mean, I had that, and I, you know, that's the one I drove to Cheyenne that time, and I would say, yeah. Um, let's, let's touch on Tesla news very quickly this week. Um, prices changed again. Yep. Moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, on to Tesla news. So I, I wonder about this. So I, I paid the $200, uh, for full self-driving, uh, for a month, right? Going on a couple of road trips, figured why not get it? I really just want it for the lane changes, which is what I'm getting. As soon as I put it on the screen, screen rebooted and I have lane changes now. Um, and it will, you know, and that's nice. And I can choose my, you know, how aggressive I want it to be, yada, yada, lots of details. Do you have it in Mad Max mode? I do. Uh, I have toned it down at times because the Mad Max was a little aggressive on Super Bowl day when everyone else was not so safe driving. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> but I, I've played with it certainly a little bit. But what's interesting is I'm paying two hundred. Do you have a comment to make on Rihanna? Because everyone else has a comment on Rihanna. Do you, do you have one? Uh, would you like to? What did you think of her? Uh, now that I've learned about the story of why she was dressed the way she was dressed, and everyone else, pretty pretty deep uh, deep thought there <laughs> by her. Pretty pretty creative creative. Uh, you know, yeah. I I I will say right now, and and I've put some thought into this one of the most lackluster phoned in karaoke performances of a generation. Um, just. That's the Simon Cowell thing to say. <laughs> so, but so back to this test thing, cause it does bother me a little bit. Yeah. So I'm spending $200 a month for full self-driving. I'm in the queue, just like everyone else was once upon a time in the queue. I don't have full self-driving from the day that I paid for it. And I don't have Summon or Auto Park or any of that stuff because I don't have Radar. And Tesla Vision doesn't exist yet for those features. So I'm paying $200 a month for lane changes at this point with no idea when the full self-driving would be active on city streets. Well, you know, or whatever, the beta. That is, um, yeah. I can't fire up the music uh, uh, quickly enough, I'm afraid, uh, in, in, in these situations. Um, but um, <clears throat> I, I, I would say there is a sucker born every minute. Each time the second hand sweeps to the top like dandelions up, they pop. Their ears so big, their eyes so wide. And though I feed them bona fide baloney, there's no truth in it. Why, you can bet... I'll find a rube to buy my FSD. Cause sure as sure as shooting, there's a sucker born every minute. I'm referring to the minute you were born. <laughs> um, who needs a soundboard, Joe? Uh, here's the crazy thing. Uh, I only reason I remember that song is because I was sharing it with London this morning because she was asking about the greatest showman and how that story was created. But anyway, um, look, I, also in the news this week, we had um, Was, co-founder of Apple, saying that, you know, he's been ripped off by Elon Musk. He's bought multiple Teslas. He's always paid for FSD. He sold the cars. He's got nothing to show for it. Joe, you work in, in, in you know, in accounting and tax. You, straight up, you knew that paying the 15 grand, how, how much is how much is FSD now? Yeah, it would be 15 grand. So I just paid the $200 for the month. I mean, I'm happy even at the $200, like for the getting the lane changes on my trips. But it is, you know, it's being branded as this is the features I'm going to get for the month that I'm paying. And I don't have them. And that's that's really the thing. Uh, that's where I think it'd be, it, I, that's where I think at this point, you know, for $100 a month, Tesla should say, oh, $100 a month, you can ha add the lane changes, right? Get enhanced autopilot, $100 a month, full self-driving, $200 a month. And I think you'd get a lot more people and probably make more money because a lot more people would be glad to check that self-lane change box for the 100 bucks. I Yeah. I mean, you know, unfortunately, I can't tell you what I what lane changing is like on an ID4 because I don't have a 2023 ID4, <laughs> um, which apparently has that functionality. Um but it is, I mean, at this point, why would you pay all that money for a software license, which you can't take with you? You buy another Tesla, you have to pay again. And how expensive 
you know, if it's not full self-driving, and I, I've thought about this, you know, I, you know, I took that Tesla up to Seattle a couple of weeks ago. I really need to get that video finished. I was fine with autopilot. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Is it, is it frustrating that you have to engage it again when you change lanes? Yeah. But it's not $200 of, 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 of annoyance. Would I pay $200 for a month for road tripping? Maybe. But I also know me. I'd be like, well, I'm not paying it now. I'll, you know, let's see how I feel when I get out of here and get to somewhere. But once I'm used to this, I'm probably not going to. I don't know. Elon gets to run the business. Elon's got shareholders and stakeholders. He knows how many people are buying it, how many people are renting it. And and he'll have to make some judgments. And I think the fact, you know, at some point, resentment is a real thing. Like if I paid for it and I bought a Cybertruck and I can't take my license with me, that'd be frustrating. I'd be like, what is it? Because you're going to take that function away from the car when you sell it. Remember all the, remember all those Tesla lease vehicles that you couldn't, you cannot hold on to your Tesla at the end of its lease. I wonder if that's going to change now that the values are plummeting. <laughs> now they might be like, eh, yeah, we don't want to, how many, how many vehicles a month do they have coming off lease? Ooh, I don't know. Um, as long, I guess, as long, Mister Accountant, as long as the book to value is in the right direction, it doesn't make that much difference. I did see. Apparently, it, it is right now cheaper to lease a Tesla than it is a Camry. Yeah, because of the because of, because of the values, and um, but then a, a Camry isn't a vehicle you lease. It's um, yeah, I think it's three fifty a month right now. Was the last price I saw. Right? Does that sound right? Mm -hmm. Uh, let's, 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 uh, let's crash yeah. through the other news before we go anywhere. And, before, and uh, you can uh, get a performance model three white on black interior under, under 55 grand. So bang for the buck, 3.1 seconds to 60. Uh, it's one of the best power to value cars in the world. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Um, Ford are going to build their plant. Oh yeah. Um, so uh, the the good people of Virginia uh, decided that they were not going to provide tax breaks or land deals or anything like that to Ford because of the involvement of uh, CATL, uh, the people who make the battery in Joe's car, um, uh, because this would be providing money to the Communist Party of China, according to the... Um, see, I'm not even calling him Republican. I'm going to call him whack job uh what? i'm gonna call him that that he'd be affiliated I, with. i'm actually interested why did they ever even look at virginia over michigan i mean if all the cars are being most of the trucks are being built in michigan why wouldn't you want the plant right down the road kind of scenario i don't know it's only it's only, it's only rail it's only logistics it's yeah. not that big of a deal there's plenty of rail infrastructure between the two of them so it's cheap to move stuff remember all those all the all the batteries in your tesla model three they're made on the other side of Reno. And the cars assembled in Fremont. Not mine, but they yes, have for the normal, the normal Model Three. No, well, you, no, and yours, yours came all the way from um, your batteries came from uh, your car was still made here, yeah. but the batteries came in um, through LA and then they came on a train up here. Yep. Um, and so uh, I watched a little. Ford put a little two-minute 
YouTube video out there, basically what their plan with the LFPs are, which makes sense. It's it's the you know copying what uh, what Tesla did, which is the smart way to do it. They're going to do their standard ranges with the LFPs and their long ranges that will stay with the uh, NCMs. Yep. Um, it'll open in 26. They're going to employ two and a half thousand people um, with a plan to produce approximately 35 gigawatt hours of LFP batteries per year. That's enough for 400,000 vehicles. CNBC uh, did a little skit about this too, which seems pretty logical. They said it took Tesla about five years for that uh, Reno plant to really mm-hmm. get ramped up to like cranking out batteries. And logically, it probably will take similar amounts of time for all of these other factories that are. It's, it's great to see all the factories being built, but there certainly is going to be a time that it'll take to for the ramps to happen. Um, it, it, it well, um, one vehicle which is probably going to have an impact, and I really want to get your feedback. We have not spoken about this, by the way, uh, dear listener. So uh, this 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 is. Um, <sighs> We're going to get another Volkswagen electric vehicle in the second quarter of 2023. The ID7. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. What? What do you? Have you any thoughts on the frog-eyed um, Ionic Six ripoff? Um, who the hell wants to buy a sedan? In this day and age, um, I just remember say- it because I assume they're building that in Germany and shipping it over, right? Yeah. So let's just let's just acknowledge that every place on a on a cargo ship that that car is taking is one less ID buzz we could have had over here. That's the disappointment. Wow, wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna text that to a friend of mine in a minute. Actually, I'm just that that is hilarious. Um. Uh, it is, um, it's going to, the price, the price is unknown. It doesn't matter what the price is because it's not going to be, it's made over there, which means unless you get it on the lease deal, it's not going to get the tax credit, which means it's going to be uncompetitive with a locally produced Tesla, unless VW wants to lose $15,000 per vehicle. I don't think they do. Um, it's going to have a 15 inch screen as opposed to the current 12 inch screen in the ID4s. Um, and other than that, it's an MEB vehicle. It does have a hat. I will say it is a sedan with a hatch. It is Polestar-esque oh, in that regard. okay. Because, yeah, the Ionic 6, I just saw that. That has a traditional trunk, which was, I thought, a, a obviously major design for. Oh, it does? Yeah, major. Oh, I haven't even heard that much. I looked, at the, I looked at the shape of that thing, and I just thought... No, literally, that, that was the shape of it. You're, you're you're talking Ionic Six, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I cannot. Um, I mean, I get it. The Ionic Five has a competitive price because the uh, Model Y is more expensive. So then you did tax credit, and they're pretty equal. But an Ionic Six is right on par price wise with the Model Three Long Range. I I don't see how I ever come home with an Ionic Six in that de- deal. I don't know how I come home with an Ionic Six over an Ionic Five. <laughs> It's just ugly. It's just I get you know sleek and efficient, but you know that 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 is uh, yeah. Don't know uh, the slogan: Ionic Six making the BZ4X look good. 
Oh, oh, burn. Uh, Joe's gearing up for Roast Battle EV edition, apparently. Um, that is, uh, yeah, that's brutal. Um, let's, let's, yeah, they, they say it'll be able to drive up to 435, 435 miles. So one would assume just doing some simple math, that's going to be the near 100 kilowatt battery that we expect to see in the ID Buzz. Um, so, yep, and then adjustments yeah. for, you know, EPA, it's somewhere in the 300s, yeah. probably competitive with the Ionic 6. Yeah, we'll, we, we'll see, but um, yeah. So is that basically an EQE, right? That's about the same size and battery. No, it's because it's a saloon and it's not that, it's not an EQE because it's not that luxurious. I, look, let me just say this right now. Let me say this right now. <sighs> Saturday was a clusterfuck. We took the puppy to the vets, puppy. So you want to know what you use a front for in a, in a, in a, in a, in a... <laughs> So we've taken our boy, one of our boys down to have his boys checked um, and the puppy to be checked as well. And we had to make the painful decision that the puppy, you know, this was not, he was going to have a tough life, very tough life. Um, and uh, he just wasn't fully baked, unfortunately, uh, as it were. His sister is, his sister is delightful and ornery, but he wasn't. And um, it broke my heart, and there was tears. And uh, but you know, our boy had his boys checked, and everything was fine there. We, we lost his dad to cancer a couple of years ago, fourteen years old. But <laughs> and then we had to go and pick up this dog from some friend of ours in Kettleman. I'm like, well, I've got two crates in the car because that's how we roll. But I'm like, I got, can't put a dead puppy. I wrapped him up because I loved him so much. I kept him in his little wrap because I didn't want. Sounds weird. I didn't want him to get cold because he hated being cold. I'm like, well, just euthanize him, but I still don't want him to be cold. Um, and so I had him all um, wrapped up, and I'm like, oh fuck, I can't. I gotta put bad words there. I gotta put him in the. I can't put keep a dead puppy in that crate with a live dog. That's just not a good situation. So that's what the frunk was for people because it was under 50 degrees. And so he would stay cold as it were. And, and then when we got home late at night, you know, I wasn't burying a puppy at night because, you know, zombie puppies are real. So he stayed, he stayed overnight in the frunk. <laughs> I didn't know you had a frunk. What is, uh, what, what size is that about? It's a, uh, it's not a usable size. It's not a, you can't put a bag in it. It's got charging cables. Kind of like this. Kind of uh, like the Ionics. Yeah, it's you get the charging cables. Uh, in ours are the charging cables, um, snow socks, and um, um, uh, and a jack. I have an actual jack in there because um, it's a box. You can actually close the lid and then the trunk, so nothing will smack the metal and it's up. So I have a proper jack in there. Uh, proper, still a windy jack. Yeah. But a proper jack, not the piece of crap that we sell the piece of crap that's in the back. Um, but um, I, I don't want to be messing around uh, with a six thousand pound vehicle and a little hand crank thing. This is a proper jack jack, it's got a proper thing. so that's in there that weighs a couple of pounds and a puppy. Um, but anyway, I digress. Uh, what were we going to close this out on? It wasn't dead puppies, I've forgotten now, my friend. Um, oh, one last piece of interesting news. 
Apple has pre-announced the fact that the next edition of CarPlay will have better integration with vehicles. Right. Uh, um, they showed this on their tip uh, over the summer when they had their, you know, basically their developers conference or whatever. Uh, and that was showing that if cars are enabled properly, Apple could actually take over the center display as well as the infotainment. Yep. Yep. Um, and they're doing that. And so right now, one of the, um, one of the vehicles which they're doing it with is uh, uh, you get a, a special flavor of um, uh, CarPlay if you have a Ford Lightning. Definitely a Lightning, possibly a Mustang. I'm not sure. Um, Lightning would make sense. And they a really big stuff. gauge cluster. Uh, the the Maki has a very tiny, useless gauge cluster. <laughs> yeah, right now it only well, it was on the Maki, and um, and you can if it's connected to a compatible vehicle, you can say, and it'll give you EV routing. I have to say, and I'm curious about this. Um, have you did you do a premium thing with a better route planner? Uh, I've turned it on, turned it off at times. You mean like right now is it active? It's not active right now. Well, no, not 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 now that you've gone Tesla. You, um, so um, I have kept my, I have a premium account with them. And uh, last year they enabled a thing called Smart Car, and so this is a service you, it's free. Well, it's not Smart Car is the free bit, but you have to pay for its usage in in a better route planner. And Smart Car is kind of like a broker for. Um, different cars, different manufacturers to share critical information like EV battery da -da 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 -da, and location and all those things. And um, so I'm, bottom line is if, if, if Google Maps, if Google and Apple and Waze, I guess, were to actually just sign a bloody deal with smart car, you could actually have this switched on tomorrow for everybody. Um, privacy concerns notwithstanding. <laughs> But anyway, that's that's my rant. Um, I need to do a deep dive on a better route planner, and and um, that's why you and I were talking about V gates on a text chat last night. But um, yeah, it's very it's yeah. very interesting. I've done a little bit of trip planning. Uh, you know, I'm going to St. Louis this weekend, so that'll be the first little like do a couple charges, see how this seems to road trip, uh, and then I have the big trip starting next week. Wednesday is when I'll leave towards uh, heading towards Vegas. And when I punched it into a better route planner, it's saying 14 charges, five hours, 40 minutes of charging to get from here to Vegas. Um, and I don't think there's weather information transmitting in there properly because it's not premium. But on the Tesla, on the Tesla app, it's actually saying like seven hours of charging, which I definitely know that I can beat. So it'll be interesting to see. Well, yeah, the, that is that that is um, so. Yeah, I mean Chicago to St. Louis. That's that's a what one charge? Two? No, that's just gonna be a one charge job. Yeah, women's in each way. Yeah, you have you have charging in uh, where you're staying. Uh, no, I'm at my friend's condo, so I will have to top up somewhere around St. Louis. I haven't, but I'll, I'll once he gives me, I'll text. He'll text me his address, and I'll uh, see what's around and just drop the car there for you know one night something. Figure it out. Yeah. 
No, it's um, uh, no. Well, look, well, there'll be more from Joe on the road and, and from myself. Looks like we're both going to be on the road for a little while. But uh, if you have been, thanks for listening. And uh, take care until next time. There you go. I'll, I'll let it out that really weird pause there. But I might just leave it in because this is funny at this point. Well, I thought there was going to be you more know, than but... just an abrupt ending like that. <laughs> well, I mean, Joe, seriously, I, I, can, I can't. It's an hour and a half. I know how long. Is that, is that what happens? It's, it's an hour and 15 minutes. We're up to an hour. By the time I've edited these two pieces together, it's going to be an hour and 15 minutes. They, Look, if our listeners not got something else to do, I'm worried. I mean, I'm worried. They shouldn't be left to listen to us for an hour and a half. Their, their carer is going to have to come in and well, check. Well, they're definitely into a deep sleep right now. That's for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. See you down the road, Joe. See ya.